this week on Indivisible Westchester, the podcast. It's 2020, the year we've all been waiting for. We talk resistance resolutions with some of our favorite activists from NYCD 16 Indivisible. This is Indivisible Westchester, the podcast. I'm Shannon Powell. I'm Mary-Kate O'Sullivan. And Tara Herman. Welcome, ladies. So Thank great you. to have you here from our sister group, NYCD 16. Woo! Woo! We like Shout to think out. of ourselves as badasses. <laughs> That's it. We're all badasses. Yeah. That's why you're here. I wouldn't have you here if you weren't a badass. <laughs> I love it. All right. So today we're going to talk about resolutions for the resistance, how taking action can make us all feel better now that 2020 is here. I am relieved yet anxious that it's 2020. How are you feeling about that? Pretty much the same. I mean, it seems like we've been gearing up, getting ready for this for a long time, and suddenly it's here, it's here, and it's a little shocking, but it's exciting, and it's kind of like, hopefully, we're going to be putting ourselves out of our agony with victory in November, so I, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad, I feel prepared, you know, a little apprehensive, but ready to go. What about you, Tara? I think for me, what keeps me motivated and excited about the fact that we're now here in 2020 is that... Uh, November 9th, 2016, still feels like yesterday. Right. Um, with the onslaught of the ongoing news cycle. And so um, I'm excited because it's time to turn off the news. It's time to hit the streets, talk to people, engage people, get them excited about the election, get them excited to take action. Um, I think that the best antidote to the anxiety is action. And so... Um, I'm, th- I'm just beside myself. We've been working now for three years to build our capabilities, um, to build relationships, not only within um, NY- uh, New York Congressional District 16, but way beyond, like the relationship we have with Indivisible Westchester, Westchester and so many other groups mm-hmm. um, in the area, across the state, and across the country. So I'm... I'm ready to go. You're, yeah. you're, you're Nancy ready. Pelosi said it, right? Don't agonize, organize. Yep. So it's time. That is correct. So let's talk about, we are having a three-year anniversary, actually, all of our groups. I mean, we mm-hmm. all came together after after the election, some of us before the march, after the march. I mean, what? how, how has your outlook changed over those three years? Um, I think... I think it's expanded my world in a lot of ways. You know, we formed new relationships. Um, politics has become a really central part of my life. And I think that we've, we started within our own group and then we spread out and we formed other relationships with other groups. And I think that now Westchester has become a really, really cohesive place for indivisible and for progressive, just progressive groups and progressivism in general. I think that the electoral results that we've gotten in Westchester show how strong our activism is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really are a model for other let's, places across the state. Let's talk about that. Tara, tell us, like, let's give an overview for people who might not know how the landscape here in Westchester has changed over the past three years. So I came into this because I was distraught after the election and went to all these different very local meetings to try and find a place to... Um, to have an impact and um, found NYCD 16 and have met thousands of people um, and built relationships. And so um, what for me 
this has opened up an entirely new world, one in which I really wasn't engaged in at all in terms of civics and politics and activism. Um, you know, heard about it, read about it, knew other people who were doing it, but wasn't on the front line myself. So this has been opened uh, my eyes to a whole other aspect of how the world works right. mm -hmm. um, and to what's so wonderful about all the people that we've met both within our group and outside of our group and with other groups and uh, electeds and candidates and other activists is the satisfaction that comes from being part of a really big tent mm -hmm. and hearing a lot of other points of view so that you can then decide for yourself um, where you fall on any given issue and what you want to fight for. Um, and it's made me realize, and what's so wonderful as a mother, is that my kids now mm -hmm. have an, uh, an insight into how the world works and are much more informed, and right. we have much more dialogue about it, um, that I think it's incumbent on everybody to know what's going on in their world and to have their voice heard. And it, it's not just voting, as important as voting is and how abysmal our voting rates are, that it, it goes beyond voting to make your voice heard, to write to a letter to an editor, to contact your your electeds and let them know um, what you think about how our government is being run, the policies that they're putting in place. And if you look at what we've done here in Westchester, we have the county executive seat that flipped, the county legislature that flipped. We have multiple congressional districts that we adopted. Right. Uh, Delgado, which is 19, uh -huh. and Brindisi was which 22. one? 22. Uh -huh. You know, we were active in those. James uh, Goofus, yes, we Keith were active Harcom. in those. I mean, and that's the state right. senate. So we right. had people who did on the ground organizing right you know like yeah. specific stuff and we were able to flip those so that really yeah. shows how that electoral work matters oh, <laughs> right mary Kay? totally totally matters um i mean it expands our our influence too to other places because we have been so crucial to other races um which is you know great for us but i think that one of the key things that we've gotten out of it is that we've created a real community here in Westchester right and the way that this movement survives and you know right now we're thriving but we have to think about the long term and survival is through community it's through these relationships that we formed and through this community this is how we keep it going this is how we make sure this just isn't one cycle in the elections I love how you talk mm -hmm. about community because that's something mm -hmm. that I like to talk about a lot I really feel that this isn't just about political power and right. building it that's important but it really is about building a sense of community and that kind of terror Absolutely. to your point also points to how people who might have slightly different views but share the same values can all fit in this big tent and we right. can all find a way to work together and mm -hmm. we can find a way to make a mm -hmm. difference. Mm -hmm. It might not be pretty and it might not be easy all the time, but we, it is possible. And I think that that's very empowering to people. Right. So when we talk about the new year, we talk about resolutions. Mm -hmm. Are there specific resolu uh, resistance resolutions? That's kind of a tongue twister. <laughs> Say that three times. <laughs> resistance resolutions that you've made or that you think would be good for people to adopt going into 2020? Well, there's so much to do that it can be overwhelming. Right. So I find personally and as a group that it's best to, you know, take stock of what you can actually do, right? Like be realistic about what you can do and then choose your targets. You know, I, you know, I love to be involved in everything, but I have to realistically think about 
what I'm most interested in and what I have the actual capacity to really be effective in doing and then make a plan of action for how to do that. So our group has chosen to work in a couple of very specific races and you know we'll take the lead on that. Can you, know. you talk about those a little bit? or Yeah, yeah you want to go into Tara? Yeah, sure. So um, we did a lot of evaluation of all the possibilities. Um, we looked at New York State Senate, um, New York Congressional, and then U.S. Senate races mm -hmm. that are somewhat in our proximity. Um, and so we landed on supporting Karen Smythe mm -hmm. for New York State Senate District 41, who came this close she did. in 2018. So close. Oh, Under 700 votes. We all canvassed yeah. for her, It's yes. the best turnout, or best result, rather, for a Dem mm -hmm. since uh, FDR, because she's in that district. And let's talk about the sitting senator there, who she boo is challenging. Oh, boo yes. She is a woman who you know, doesn't really support women by her votes, and it's really objectionable. And particularly, one thing that bothered me is that on the anniversary of um, the Newtown shooting this year, she had recently, you know, voted against some really just common sense gun measures, mm. you know, and I don't think that we can ever allow anything like that to ever happen again. And it's our duty as mothers, as women, mm -hmm. to make our children safe. And the fact that she said no to some of these things, which were not by any stretch of the imagination radical, right, really means to me that she's in the wrong place. And this gets back to our values. Values, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, in addition to Karen Smythe, we're also going to be supporting Antonio Delgado to hold his congressional seat in New York Congressional District 19, Yay. which overlaps with mm -hmm. Karen Smythe's New York State Senate District. Right. Mm -hmm. Jen um, he's been a top. Um, target. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, he also overlaps with um, Jen Metzger, and who Michelle is Hinge. in District 42, mm -hmm. um, and she'll be supported by various groups across Westchester, mm -hmm. uh, and Michelle Hinchy, who mm -hmm. is um, running for a seat that's currently held by a Republican that is retiring. Yes. Uh, and we're very excited about Michelle. Opens up an which, opportunity. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. those three Senate races, uh, combined with Antonio Delgado's race to uh, remain in Congress, will be our focus for uh, within our state. Um, we will be keeping our eyes, though, on the, you know our hands on the pulse, though, in terms of any other races that may need some help. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've also selected North Carolina as Swing our state. big yeah. aspirational yeah. Um, get out the vote state. Um, and how does that look? Like, how do you go about organizing to make mm -hmm. a difference for North Carolina? Well, what makes North Carolina so interesting is it's a presidential swing state. There's um, a vulnerable Republican U.S. Senator, Tom Tillis, who has Boo. the worst polling, <laughs> <Boo> <laughs> the worst polling in the United States Senate. Yay um, for that. Goodbye, Tom. Their, yeah. their primary is uh, May, March 3rd, and there are a couple of really strong Democratic candidates. So mm -hmm. we'll know um, soon after uh, what will, who will be supporting North Carolina for Senate. Um, and uh, and there's a d Democratic governor that is running to hold his seat. Mm -hmm. So we feel that it's a really, really good place to place our efforts. And what that will look like, um, we have, we've been building relationships with local activist groups in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. right. We defer to local activists. Mm -hmm. We do not parachute into districts that are not our own, right. uh, which we think is really critical. And we follow their lead. Right. Um, what are the hot button issues? 
what are the key talking points, who are the voters that are best to reach out to, how can we best help through, whether it's through texting or phoning or postcarding. Um, and there will be some of us who will be going down to North Carolina to knock doors as we get closer to Election Day. And I Our philosophy on this is that by working with our sister groups, you know, sister indivisible groups and other progressive groups in these districts that we're going to, by working directly with them, we empower those groups. Mm -hmm. right. right. Those groups then have the ability to turn around to say to their state parties, to their state electeds, to their state, you know, the candidates and the races that they're involved in, this is what we can give you. We can get people to come down from Westchester and mm -hmm. knock doors to f hold fundraisers for you. Mm -hmm. So by empowering our sister groups in those areas, that empowers them with their electeds, with their campaigns, and that helps the progressive agenda move forward. And it gets back to that sense of community. Mm -hmm. You're honestly, you're helping them build their own community right. and reinforce those community binds, you know, within, right, right within mm -hmm. their state. I mean, I think that's tremendous. And I think that's one thing that people don't understand about the work that we do, that mm -hmm. we do make a very concerted effort to reach out to people, to like-minded groups everywhere in all of these areas where we go in and we we try and organize. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's not a you know haphazard type of effort. Right. It's really right. something that we approach with care. Yeah, building up those grassroots again. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. you know what I I think that the most shocking thing for me when I became active after 2016 was to find the actual state of the Democratic Party at the grassroots mm -hmm. level. Right. It was in total. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to say disrepair. I want to say it was basically just a hollowed-out shell. It was non-existent. It was, it was non-existent. There was a, a few couple of troopers that were holding, who had been doing it for 20, 30 years, you know, holding things together. Um, and it was just kind of shocking to me. And, I, you know, we all have a share of blame for that. Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah. But, you know, I think that what we have been really focused on and a big part of our work has been reinvigorating those grassroots. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes you get pushback from the people who have been those warriors, but I think for the most part we've established a really good working relationship with most of the, mother, the other ones here in Westchester. Right. And I think, you know, that all goes into community, you know, and community is how we will survive mm -hmm. and we need to help other places that don't have that same sense of community to develop it. So it's all kind of the core of our philosophy. Mm -hmm. Right, it really is. And if I could just piggyback on what you were just saying, I think it's also, you know, this is not like a yo-yo diet right. where you kind of just pop in, you change. know, a couple of weeks before an election, <laughs> exactly. mm -hmm. you know, talk to your neighbors yeah. about, you know, you're going to go vote, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to this really is a way of life. This mm -hmm. really is something that um, I think for the my truly long-term aspiration is to really see a reinvigoration by everybody in our country to be civically engaged, to understand what our government does, um, and to be a part of it. I mean, this is a government by and for the people, is it not? I, I thought it was. Yeah. It's supposed to be. And I mean, yeah. and, and, and if the people are silent, then rightly so, right? I we've mean, abdicated our, our role as I, citizens. No, that's a really excellent point. So if I'm listening to this this podcast and I have haven't been active. I mean, what's a good way? And I want to, and I want to make a, okay, so I then want to make a resolution that I'm going to become active. What's a good first step? Because I think a lot of people really are intimidated. It's, you know, you hear us talk about all this work and it's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, that's scary, but it's really not. Mm -hmm. There are multiple ways that you can plug in. So what would be your advice? First, number one is you have to care about what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise you're not going to do it. You'll find excuses to not 
to do it. If mm -hmm. it feels like a job, right. you're more likely to, you know, put it off. So you have to care about it, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, look around, see what local elections are going on, and maybe there's somebody that you connect with. Right, that's where you start. Well, and I think that they could probably visit our website and join our email list. Mm -hmm. um, so if you just <laughs> we'd um, be happy to tell you search, all about it. <laughs> if you search um, for NYCD sixteen indivisible, our site will come up in the search results. Come to our site, join our mail list, mm -hmm. um, and what we have always, I think, always strived to do is make taking action really, really simple. For example. Um, did you know that there is a neighbor less than a mile away from you who's having some people over tonight mm -hmm. and they're going to write out some postcards. Mm -hmm. So if you want, bring some cookies and there'll be coffee and tea and, you know, join your neighbor to mm -hmm. sit and reach out to voters, directly to voters, right. to encourage them to vote mm -hmm. uh, or register to vote or or whatever may be on the docket. But we've really tried to make it very, very accessible. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Whatever skills are necessary, people mm. already have. Right. right. It's do you know how to talk to people? Can you write out a postcard? Yeah. Um, there are different ways. So, if you're an right. introvert, if you're right. an extrovert, if you have a lot exactly. of time, a little bit of time. I mm -hmm. mean, it really does. It, and, and that's kind of part of the making it not uh, be intimidating. There right. really are a number of ways to plug in. Mm -hmm. Mary Kate, what are some other suggestions that you would have? Well, the first step is always the hardest. Right. Mm -hmm. So just do. Don't mm -hmm. think about it. Just do. Mm -hmm. And then once you've taken that first step, you know, it, you'll find you'll find like-minded people just mm -hmm. like we did here mm -hmm. and you'll move forward. I also think you can't underestimate the importance of being well-informed. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well. I know that sounds like so simple, but on it, just right. think about a lot of the organizational work, the early organizing work mm -hmm. we did was right. just trying to educate people about, like, what is county government? Right. Here's a spreadsheet. Exactly. Here's, right. you know, really just, and that's kind of brushing up on your civics right. or mm -hmm. reading the news. I mean, I know this isn't, like, this isn't rocket science, but it's so important diversifying the kind of news you read. Mm -hmm. You know, being talking to people about what's going on. I mean, it's... There are ways, there are simple ways that you can actually make resolutions to become more informed. And the more informed you are, I believe the better or the better job you're going to be as an activist. It's not really a job. That's well, I'm not saying yeah. it the right way. It's well, a duty. Yeah. Yeah. duty. That's the and word. I, and I think being informed, I mean, I for one will admit that uh, when I got politically, I was politically active as part of the 2016 campaign. But after the campaign and I got involved with activism, I have to say there was I'm it's shameful how much I did not know Same. was Same going here. on in my own backyard mm -hmm. that was going on within my own state government how there was a majority of democrats in our state senate but they they didn't vote together and they made themselves the minority that I, I it was, was shocking, shocking, right? and yeah. not only was it so. You're referring to the IDC, to, yeah, to the so Independent Democratic Co uh, Committee that we have since gotten rid of yeah. uh, in 2018. Bye -bye. <laughs> but but I think yeah. that that in and of itself is a motivator, right? Is that when you learn what's really going on, you say, "Wait a second, that doesn't sound right." Right. You know the fact that there are voting machines that aren't secure. The idea right. that um, how certain things are actually executed 
just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense right. how there's wasteful spending. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, pick any topic yeah. and there's something that there to fight for. But I think for me, it all starts with the elections. elections. Because first elections. you have to get the people elections. into office right. and then you get that the are going to support the policies and right. the way that you want to see government run. Right. And then once they're in office, and especially if you help get them elected, uh-huh. you get to go back to them and say, now we're holding you accountable. Exactly. Right, exactly. So that's right. why it's a way of life. It's an ongoing cycle. Mm-hmm. It's not a one and done. And it's also really important to find and encourage good people to run for office. It's hard to find and encourage good people to run for office. So when you have people, and look, a bench is very important because how how is any party or any movement going to move forward unless you have a bench of people who are willing to stand up and lead? And Mm -hmm. I am always thankful to people who are willing to run for office. Yes. Even if if I don't agree with them. Absolutely. The the fact that they're willing... A number because it's a very hard thing to do. It is. If they were willing to do it, yep. I, I applaud them and I appreciate them and I'm very grateful that they're willing to take that step. I am with that you. That doesn't 100%. mean I will support them. Exactly. No, I'm with you 100%. I think that that your average person does not understand nor recognize the commitment it takes to run for office. And you right. get an amount, a certain amount of abuse. You oh, do. You know, you're oh. opening up your family yeah. to it's criticism. Intimidating. It is yeah. a very intimidating thing to do. Right. And. I think that we really need to make it clear how much we appreciate people doing that. Right. A lot of what we've talked about um, with Indivisible Westchester, and I know you guys have too, is just trying to build the, the wall of resistance mm. in your own backyard and being super as, as hyper-locally active as you can. That's where you see, that's where you have the greatest, um, the most impact. Right. And you can often see the biggest amount of change in the shortest period of time. Yeah. For example, Australia is on fire. I mean, that like gives me so much anxiety. But mm-hmm. if you're anxious about something like that, you might want to consider looking at the town you live in. Do they have an environmental committee? Right. Are they taking up issues? Are there groups, you yes. know, conservation yeah. groups, whatever exactly. it would be that you could get involved in, just try and look at a way for a global issue that you can maybe find something close to home and plug into. Right. It's right. kind of that philosophy. Right. I think that also can make some of these things seem, yeah. you know, less intimidating. Because you can drown. Yes. If you just see the big picture and it's, you know, pulling back and taking concrete steps in your own life that will, yeah. you know, help you get through it. But right. not only that, you can actually really be very effective. And yes. there's nothing like your first win to make this in a, like something that you want to continue so doing. Exactly. You know? Any yeah. any yeah. final 2020 <laughs> thought? It is up to every single person that's listening mm-hmm. to this. It's up to every single one of us to make this year the year that we turn things around. Mm-hmm. We have nobody else to blame but ourselves, mm-hmm. and we have to do this. Mm-hmm. In it to win it. In it to win it. In it to win it, and we're going to win it. Stay positive. Thank you so much for being here today. It's been fun as always. Love you guys. Love Love you. Thanks for listening to Indivisible Westchester, the podcast. Proud member of the Demcast Network. Find us online at indivisiblewestchester.org, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tweet us your resistance resolutions at Indivisible Westchester. We want to hear what you have to say. Most importantly, keep on resisting.